Welcome back to In the Newsroom. My name is Nicole Himberg and I will be your host for this episode. Back when the first case of COVID-19 was announced in Idaho, the Argonaut released social media updates and articles for every new case. Once those numbers grew, that process changed. Argonaut reporters have been updating the community about what the current case numbers are daily since March. In this episode, reporters Angela Palermo and Alexis Van Horn share their experience doing this. I'm Angela Palermo, and I'm the assistant news editor over at the Argonaut. So you started doing like the updates back in March. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that, how you got started? Yeah, so back in March, um, we would we began counting the cases every single day as they came in. Um, and first, that looked like in in February and March, you know, we were all waiting for that first case to come to Idaho. And then eventually, of course, it did. Um, and so at first it was the first case came, we'd write a brief and then more and more just kept coming in. And so we transitioned from writing briefs and, you know, doing updates on the website on those new cases to to by the end of May, just tallying them on the website and updating those numbers uh, every night. Um, we would no longer do updates for every single new case um, because there just is so many now. And you kept saying we like what was this a team effort or how was this done? Uh, yeah, so I worked with the the, the last news editor, uh, Alex Brizzy, who you know is in charge of the news team and so really spearheaded our coronavirus response um and and how that coverage looked so yeah at first um alex would well i think we were all kind of involved i remember you know working on that first brief that came out about the very first case this woman who went to like a press conference in new york and then um came back and brought it to boise um but yeah it eventually got to a point where like alex had created our coronavirus website so so how are we how we're keeping track of cases within the state so it was just you know every single county um alphabetically and that would get updated every day and so she started the page and then kind of assigned it to me so i would be updating um the cases page every night like so for for a few months um kind of towards like in March, um, April and May, I would just, you know, have like all the tabs open, like each health district in Idaho. And um, like at noon, I'd look at them, see if anything had changed from the night before. Um, in the evening, we do, well, so all the health districts would get their information from 5 p.m. or would get it in uh, at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And so at uh, like 4 p.m., you know, I'd start checking the websites um, as the updates are rolling in and copying those over to our website. Like, so what county, um, what counties have new cases, what counties have new deaths, that kind of thing. Um, it wasn't a lot of like complex information. We posted, you know, the number of cases, the number of deaths, cases by gender, cases by race, cases by age or like ethnicity, but um, it was just, it mostly just took a long time because it's like so much information to sift through and kind of put the new numbers in and, and that kind of thing. 
So clearly that's a lot of like heavy information on you. Was it difficult for you to keep track of that or like was it depressing for you? Yeah, it it was depressing. That's you know like every day um I don't know. Okay, so so working on the numbers, it was like most people they see like the news briefs and like okay, we have like another case, but when you're watching everything so closely and so intently and like waiting for any any change or disruption in the numbers yeah like I've, you know seeing a new case roll in it's like hard seeing seeing a new death roll in like those were really hard when when the deaths started getting really high it's like and and seeing them grow so much every day was a really difficult thing um because it was just not under control at all and that was really sad like like writing the briefs for the people who died like at the beginning um kind of the same with cases when the deaths rolled in we would we would write briefs like a short brief not really like because we don't have any information about that person maybe their age um like if they had any underlying health conditions but you know and, and what county they lived in but other than that that's the only information we had so we'd write a brief on that and yeah, it's really sad. It was it was really depressing. I remember like like there was like thinking this is really depressing because you're just watching the numbers go up, watching the desk go up. And it it hasn't ended, but I'm not looking at the numbers anymore. So that's So obviously you talked about how sad it was. Like why did you keep doing it? Like why did you want to keep looking at all that stuff all the time? Yeah, that's a great question. I you know, we really, really felt that that this information is important to our readers uh, across the state. You know, we had students as things transitioned online, students were going home. Um, and, you know, Alex started um, our page in Spanish so that students who had, you know, who maybe spoke the language or had parents who didn't speak English, they could access um, updated numbers and death counts as well. Um, but, yeah, we really felt we really felt that it was important um, for people to know how bad it was getting and to know where it was happening, what age groups it was affecting, you know, um, early on in the pandemic, we saw like a lot of nursing homes um, got hit very badly. And so reporting on that was really important. But yeah, as far as the, the daily case counts go, I know a lot of people, you know, at least when things were first starting out and people were really keeping track, like we don't have any in Laytow County yet, like not yet. And and once that does happen, I think pe people want to know for sure. They want to know um, what changes are happening. Yeah, no, I, I'm i glad I'm not doing them every day anymore. That was <laughs> so much work. Like, I seriously, um, I seriously commend Lex for doing those, like, every single day because it is so much work. And um, it's, you know, really undervalued, underappreciated work that gets done at the Argonaut so my name is Alexis Van Horn and I am the current news editor of the Argonaut so Angela explained to me how up how updating the COVID numbers worked from the decision to move it onto the website from Alex Brizzy the former news editor and to when she stopped do you think that process has changed I don't think it's changed very much. Over the summer, we kept the same process that Alex had started. We changed it slightly around 
August to September. So what we do now instead of doing every single county in Idaho, because that took about an hour every single day to do and over the summer I was the only one doing it right now what we're doing is we take the University of Idaho numbers the numbers that Gritman releases every week the Lata County numbers from the public health district we're part of Idaho the U.S. and the world so we have context from most of the levels our audience would care about and mm -hmm. that way we can look at kind of how things are piecing together and what things are looking like on a range of scales. And it doesn't, it takes maybe 15 minutes for me to do instead of an hour. So the Argonaut has been putting out these numbers daily since March. Why do you think, why has the Argonaut continued to do this every day? Why hasn't, why have you guys stopped? Yeah, so we've over the school year we've started doing more monday to friday because a lot of the places where we're getting our information aren't updating over the weekend anyway so it doesn't really serve our audience well for just saying the numbers are still the same because nobody's added more data yet because it's not that the numbers haven't changed it's that the data isn't available to us um so the reason we're still doing it is the pandemic is still a very fluctuating situation. There's still cases going up and down, and we feel it's important to keep our audience informed on what the conditions are, where they are, along with the context of how the rest of the world is doing. So obviously looking at all those numbers for everywhere is could be taxing on a person. Do you feel like depressed looking at these numbers every day and how do you cope with it? It can be hard sometimes, but honestly, I there's some moments in journalism where you just have to do what you need to do, compartmentalize what you're feeling and address it later. And I feel like that's what I've been doing when I'm looking at the numbers. When I'm actively updating the website, I just take the numbers and I look at them, but I don't think about the impact in that moment because what I need to be doing right then is getting that information out to our audience. I can address how I feel about it later. I can think about what it really means later, but in the context of updating the actual website where we have the up-to-date numbers, I just need to fill in that information and we talk about the what that means, what those numbers mean, what it means for a community in our other coverage. And that's where we're allowed to just look into that context and feel things. <laughs> Has looking at those numbers every day turned into any further like bigger stories that you have pursued? Or could you tell me about that? There's been some interesting things like we publish every time we hit a um, new high number of cases per day, we'll post on Facebook and Twitter like, hey, this is a new record in the county. Um, and there's been a couple of times where we've had people look into what the numbers mean specifically for the university. That was more towards the beginning of the semester. Things have gotten a little bit busier towards the end here. But yeah, there, there's been a few times where the data has definitely made us stop for a minute and say, 
hey, this doesn't, th this could be something important. So you mentioned how the reason you've continued to update these numbers is because the pandemic is still going on and all that different stuff. Do you have an idea of if and when Argonaut will ever stop doing these daily updates? Well, I'm likely not going to be the news editor next semester, so anything that happens next semester will be up to whoever takes over for me. But as far as the remainder of this semester, which is just a few weeks now, I don't plan on stopping. The pandemic has no signs of stopping, which means this is still relevant information to our readers, and it should be something that they have access to. They don't need to be checking it every day necessarily, but it's still something that they should be able to access without having to go to five different websites to gather the information. Is there anything that you want to say to the readers, like either about the case numbers, any like anything at all? <laughs> I'd like to say, first of all, please stay safe. I hope all of you are able to take whatever precautions you need to do to keep yourselves safe in this situation, whether that's wearing masks or staying home, whatever it is that you are doing, thank you for taking those precautions to protect not only yourselves, but our community as a whole. But also, you don't need to check our numbers every single day. You can check it when you need to. The point of us continuing to update it is so that you have access to that information when you need it. Is there anything else that you would like to say that we haven't talked about yet? I feel like I'd like to talk a little bit more about the emotional response. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't impact me. It definitely does. I struggle a lot mentally with looking at these things sometimes, but at the end of the day, I have a job to do, and that job is to share this information and get it out in a timely and professional manner. So there's... There's definitely ways that we can manage this as a community, the mental toll of seeing these numbers, no matter how often you're seeing it. I see a therapist through the University of Idaho once every two weeks. I wish I could see one more often, but I unfortunately don't have the money to do that. But you, there's, there's so many good things that are happening right now. And even though it might feel like the end of the world, there's always something good we can look at and something that we can be doing ourselves to just take care of our mental health. And no matter what contact you have with this data, I I'd, I'd highly recommend just pausing for a second and taking care of yourself. That's all for this episode of In the Newsroom. Catch up on previous episodes on the Student Media channel on Spotify. There you will find not only episodes of In the Newsroom, but KUOI News and the Vandal Scoreboard. All songs from this episode were created using Soundtrap. <laughs>